The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and get involved with the show using hashtag TF Today. And now, on with the show. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Carrollton, Texas, it is Texas Football Today a show that took a couple of days off, but you just got to trust me when I say that it's better than anything we could have done. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on iTunes. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local Mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here and sitting over there is Mike Myers. Sure. Just kind of like semi-retired now. Like very quietly, like he did his thing and he was, man, remember how big he was? Put up his shots, in like made his 90s? money, called And then day. he left. He was like, yeah. okay, I'm done. He was like, because he got his start, he was on SNL for a while. He was on in So I Married an Axe Murderer, which That's- is a... Incredible movie. Underrated. Underrated, for sure. Does not get mentioned enough as like one of yeah. those great comedies. Yeah. Um, and then he, of course, did the Austin Powers movies. He popped up. And he did a couple really bad movies as well. Uh, tempted to bring that sort of genre back with The Love Guru. Ooh. And that was kind of it right there. But he was great in uh, Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. He, he makes an appearance yeah. like to the point yeah. he was so good that he I didn't know it didn't was him. Didn't quite realize it was him. I was like, yeah. that's... That's Mike Myers, but yeah, he's kind of uh, yeah. he's kind of shuffled shuffled away. Today is Friday, May twenty fifth, two thousand and eighteen. One hundred and eighty one days until Thanksgiving. Episode five sixty two, five sixty two. Greg Goosen's OPS in his illustrious Washington Senators career: twenty one games in nineteen seventy. Sure. He died at the age of sixty five in two thousand eleven, and he is buried, according to Baseball Reference, buried at body donated to UCLA Medical School. My man. I've nice. never seen that on Great. Baseball Reference, but yeah. uh, yes, his body was donated to science. Nice. That's always that was always something you heard as a kid. That phrase, be like, "Oh, he's going to donate your body to science," right? Like, and I always thought like there was this big building that was just like science, <laughs> and that's like where you take it. Be like, "Oh, it's like yeah. Goodwill." You're like, "There you go, yeah. <laughs> you can take it." Is. On today's show, guys, we are going to continue our regional look aheads, round out two A Division One, take a look at Region Three. Which has a couple of contenders and then uh, a couple of teams that are coming from different directions that could spoil the party. And Region 4, which has the normal trio, and can anybody break into that normal trio? We'll get into that. And then we've got Matt Stepp's interview with Alan Casson, the Valley View head coach, uh, coming up here at the back of the show. And then, if there's time, we'll see if there's time, we may reach into the topic hat for some Friday nonsense. Uh, we'll get into that coming up here at the back half of the show. Corey Hogue, uh, good one-liner so far. He goes, science rejected my body. Yeah, well, awesome. It's tough. <laughs> There's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that reject my body, but in any case. Oh, I love um, you guys. I want to issue a number of plugs, uh, a number of, if you if you will allow me. One, download the new episode of the Republic of Football, uh, David Ubbin, uh, who is actually today's his last day. Um, David Ubbin. He'll be around. He'll be around. But yeah, he didn't start I think his officially new gig. office days. Yes. He's yeah. Today's his last day. 
Uh, we do have another podcast in the can that he did, but go download the podcast. Uh, that podcast is not going away. Uh, it is it is going on temporary hiatus until we uh, figure out what to do with it. But might be cobbled together for a few. You're weeks. gonna want to stay subs- stay subscribed to it because it's not gonna go away. It's a long term. It's a long term thing. It's a cornerstone now of Dave Campbell's Texas football. Uh, so the Republic of Football. Make sure you download that. Make sure you tweet David Ubbin and call him a traitor. Mm. Something like that. Leaving the state of Texas to cover the volunteers. Yeah. I mean, and not even the San Antonio Lee volunteers. Come on. Um, as as as, all- as we are wont to do, volunteers. we are staying on brand with. Mm. Come on, Texas is better than everything. Never. Come on. Um, so download that. Uh, the other thing is that magazine related. So these are, believe it or not, I'll hold this away so you can't read. Can you read are, that class four A division two district preview? There you go. The four A division two pre- district preview. We are we are in the final throes of. Uh, of magazine season. We go to press next Friday, a week from today. Uh, we've been burning the candle at both ends, and we are... That's why we were off on Wednesday and Thursday. And so, you are probably wondering a couple of things. Three things. One, when are you revealing the cover? I have a firm answer to that. We are revealing the cover of the 2018 Summer Edition Dave Campbell's Sex Football on Tuesday, June 5th. Tuesday... June 5th is the cover reveal here on Texas Football Today, exclusively right here. Tuesday, June 5th, we will show you the cover, which I think there's a copy right here. Should I show it to him right now? It's right here. It's right. You should just show no. him the cover, yeah. Tuesday, June 5th, uh, mark your calendars to be here for Texas Football Today for the cover reveal. The other thing is you're asking, when does the magazine come out? I don't have a firm answer for that. It but varies. generally speaking... I usually count about two and a half weeks after we send to press. So that would be about June 20th. That is about when I would uh, kind of estimate it. Because remember, it's 400 pages. It's yeah. all color. Um, it's it's There's a lot going on. Knowing that people live all over this giant yes. state, too, I would wait uh, even maybe four or five days even, after that. Yeah, I would say that it should be everywhere by June 25th. You may start seeing it June twentieth. If you want to, if you want to get it mailed directly to you, become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. TexasFootball.com slash insider. Yeah. It will instead of so here's the the basic process of it. I'll, yeah. I'll lay it all out on the line. Yeah. Our printer is in Carrollton, which is down the street. Um Carrollton? Yeah, it's like other side of Carrollton. It's actually that way. Uh <laughs> nobody cares. Um our printer's in Carrollton. Okay. They will print the magazine, and from there, it will go into two different directions. One direction it will go is onto trucks, and those trucks will then go and get shipped out to your local Walmart or HEB or Brookshire's, and then they will sit they will get delivered to that store and then the store will take that magazine and they will go out there and they will put it on the shelves. That is the way that process works. That's the more traditional retail model. This model what we're offering with the Texas Football Insider subscription is that instead of going on a truck, it goes into an envelope. I wish I had an envelope. I do, although it's got pages in it. It says GT <laughs> High School Proofs. It goes into an envelope with your name and address on it, and it gets put in the mail. Now, yeah. it still has to go on a truck to yeah. go to your house. Right. But 
it will we are we're cutting out a little bit of the middleman yeah. if that makes sense and we've set up shipping we know some people have had some issues with it arriving in town before it arrives at their mailbox last year mm-hmm. we feel like we fixed that problem I feel like that was we've a, taken every precaution this year to timeline it out right i can't i can't we look, can't guarantee you'll get it first we're just yeah. not going to do annoying, that but but you should you should yeah so there is that texasfootball.com slash insider Todd Gleaton's asking, this is actually a good point for one. A, if you have a, do you know when it's going to come to the Walmart and Bernie? No. I do not We know. cannot control when the distributors get it to where. I don't drive people the People at that store distribute. However, Todd Gleaton is asking, do you know when the Texas uh, Sports Hall of Fame will have it? Not specifically, but you'll know because I assume either Mr. Campbell himself will sign will sign there or at the Baylor bookstore, I think, yeah. are the two places Mr. he Campbell's signs gonna copies. Mr. Campbell's going to do, I, I'm fairly certain, I need to call him today. Um, yeah. I'm fairly certain Mr. Campbell is going to do a signing at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. He's done it pretty much every year for the last 15 yeah. years. So I'm pretty sure he'll be doing it. So stay tuned when on that. When we get more information on that, I promise you. Those you magazines, yeah, those magazines you will be able to get probably mm-hmm. sooner than most people yeah. uh, at that specific location. Because, because literally what happens with him is that I go to the printer the yourself printer, and pick and up I a bundle. And them to yeah. Dave. Yeah. So we're even cutting out even more middlemen. So. Yeah. There's all that. Texas Football Accomplished Insider is probably the best, most reliable way to get your magazine. There you go. Those are all my plugs. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Max, let's get into our regional outlooks. Of course, TexasFootball.com slash scoop. If you're not checking out TexasFootball.com slash scoop every day, that is like, I went there today, yeah. and it's just like high school football nerd central. Oh, it's absolutely. Like, oh, it's like He's state, got all of his state qualifying, state tournament, qualifying pools. tournament schedules and, and pools. Like this and, week in Texas football. Yeah, it's yeah. like nerd nirvana for yeah. high school football. Matt Stepp, he's got you covered, baby. So TexasFootball.com slash scoop. Uh, he's got all his regional breakdowns as well. We're doing our own regional breakdowns here. And so let's take a look at 2A Division One. It's gone into Region 3. And region 3 has, I think, two familiar faces and then two more teams coming from opposite directions that can make things very interesting. Let's start at the top for me, which is San Augustine. San Augustine, of course, won this region a year ago. They do get pretty well wiped out uh, from last year's team. Just seven starters back uh, total uh, for Coach Marty Murr's squad. But this is a 14-1 squad. Um, they, they bring back T.J. Davis, who was uh, an outstanding, outstanding kind of two-way star for them. Uh, Ty Patrick Buller on the defensive end. I think their defense, even with only four starters back, I think their defense really could carry them in the early going while they get their sea legs under and need them offensively. Yeah. And that's just a San Augustine team that's never been predicated on scoring 45 points a game. This is a team that wants to beat you, you know, 29 to 24, like the 29 17. They want to beat you kind of with defense. So uh, they probably start the list there. The other team that's kind of staying put in division, in region three, division two, is, um, is Centerville. Centerville's interesting in the same in the same way. Another, Very quietly been interesting. Another 10, yeah. uh, 10 and 4 team, kind of team that got real hot late. Uh, but again, they are going to be inexperienced for Coach Kyle Hardy there. Uh, they Just six stars back on both sides of the ball. Uh, the guy to know here is probably Roland Davis, their two-way star running back in safety. He's probably the heartbeat of that team. But they both have kind of inexperience, and that's probably kind of a red flag going into the season. So then you say, okay, well, who else? And I think you've got teams coming from both ends. You've got a team that's dropping down. 
and that's Garrison. Mm-hmm. Garrison was a 7-6 and six team last year, which is a really odd, weird record. They got hot a little bit late, uh, later than they should have, but Coach Larry Prince entered his third year there uh, at Garrison. Has a good amount back, 12 starters back on both sides of the ball. Most importantly, I think they've got a bell cow running back in Sebastian Porter, uh, I think they've got a big offensive line, a uh, quarterback in Drew Wise who can sling it. I think Garrison, especially dropping down, that's really going to help them uh, going into 2018. I think they are a team to watch. The other team is, of course, a team that played for a title, and that is Tenahaw. Tenahaw is making the leap up from Division Two. Now, there's a number of problems here for Tenahaw. Uh, they're... If you're looking for, this is the only team in this region that played for a title last year. They came the closest to winning a title last year. But, a couple of things. One, they're losing a lot. State started four starters back on both sides of the ball. They they lose Trey Gardner, they lose C.J. Horn, they lose Ontario Thompson, they lose a lot of these these kind of guys that we know from last year. Perhaps most importantly, is they lose the guy on the sideline. Okay? Craig Horn is gone. And they bring in, uh, they promote uh, Craig Jenkins, who uh, Greg Jenkins, who has been their defensive coordinator uh, for a long time. They promote him to be their new head coach. So there's change there. That said, again, this is a results-oriented business, and they had the best results last year. So in a lot of respects, they're a hard team to gauge because yeah. there are so many things kind of working against them: and experience, new coach, moving up, but. They are also the team that's done it most recently. Yeah, if you're looking for kind of sleepers, maybe a team like Price Carlisle. Tempson was really good last year. They yeah. bring back seven stars from that really good defense a year ago. Uh, Alto is going to be in the mix as well. But for me, it's probably San Augustine and Centerville, and then one of those teams, either Tenaha coming up or uh, Garrison dropping down, that's going to make Region Three uh, really fun to watch. Uh, the Power District is probably now. Uh, what's going to be really interesting is when we get. Tenaha and Garrison in a, in a, yeah. in a, a district uh, together, you know, coming from different areas. Probably the winner of that game is probably going to take on chief challenger of those top two in San Augustine and Centerville. Get down to Region 4. And if you're looking for, like, huge changes in how we view Region 4, nope. I have very bad news for you. Nope. We have, basically, it's for, for what seems like 100 years, it's been the same three teams that end up beating each other up for a spot in a state semifinal. It's Refurio, it's Shiner, it's Mason. It's those three, and I hate to break it to you, and I hate to be predictable, it's probably going to be the same three. In some order, it's going to be Mason, Refurio, and Shiner. Now, and you can make a... I'll tell you this. My goodness. No one needs to be calling you right now. No one needs to be calling me. It could be any one of them. Yeah. This might be the tightest it's ever been. It's really insane. Okay, because you have Refurio, of course, which is a team that Jason Herring, one of the best coaches in the nation, they lose a lot from last year. And you talk with him, now he's never a guy who worries. No. But, like, you talk with him and he'll say, we've got to find some pieces. Yeah. Got to find some pieces. Yeah. Shiner is lurking. Shiner is loaded. And after a, a year that I think they, would dis- uh, they are characterized as disappointing, at eight and three, they're going to be back, and they're going to be back in a very, very big way. Eight starters back on both sides of the ball for Coach Stephen Cherney, um, and and very typical of them. Their front seven is going to be great, and they're going to run the ball well with uh, Colin Bujnok, uh 
I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that because it's Shiner, and it's that kind of like German part of the state. Yeah. Uh, but this is a guy who was an all-district running back and linebacker last year, and he is a dynamo. So Shiner's going to be in the mix. And then, of course, there's Mason. And Mason uh, is is kind of death taxes in the wing tee. Six, six stars back on both sides of the ball. Jake Cockerham is probably the, the guy to know. Uh, district MVP a year ago. They have their offensive MVP in Otto Walford, uh, their quarterback who's kind of in control of that wing tee offense. It could be any one of those three, right? Realistically, throw it up in the air and grab one because that's what it's probably going to be. Now, if you're looking for a team that could challenge that trio, it might be Hearn. Now, Hearn was a, a team a year ago that 9-3, dropping down from 3A Division 2 all the way down to the 2A Division 1. 15 starters back. Not messing around. Hearn's going to be in the mix. And, and so if you're looking for a challenger to there, maybe it's Holland there, maybe it's Harper, but I think it's it's probably going to be those three, the normal three, Refurio, Shiner, Mason, in some order, with a little bit of an outside shot here from Hearn if they can make that big leap. So, again, that's just the way Region 4 shakes Josh out. Josh Perez, Refurio superfan, says you're doubting them. Okay. <laughs> I don't have enough sleep to really like counter that. It's one of those three teams. Because, in a lot of ways, it's always one of those three teams. It's Shiner, it's Mason. If you aren't picking them number one, you think they suck. And you doubt them. We'll see. Killing me. I don't know. I think Refurio's probably not winning. You know we give plenty of respect to Refurio. I think Refurio's probably going winless this year. And uh, (laughs) I hope that gets clipped. Coach Herring is going to he's going to retire early. He's just tired of coaching. This is a uh, they are the thing is when you've got three teams that are probably in the top six in the state. It's anybody's ball game, and who plays the best on that particular Friday night? It's going to be a lot of fun to see. And the great thing about it, I kind of like the fact they're all in different districts. Yeah, they're all in different districts, and so when the playoffs do roll around, it's going to be like unraveling this present. Be like, all right, we think we know. But let's find out. So that's the way it shakes out in Region 4. Uh, you know, overall, look, you're you're silly to doubt whoever comes out of Region 4. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Reg- the winner of Region 4 is probably going to be in the catbird seat to win yeah. a state championship. Uh, Dillion is going to be in that mix as well. Uh, I like what San Augustine has. Uh, I like Bosqueville. Uh, and then I like another team whose coach we're going to talk to next. So those are our regional outlooks, 2A Division 1. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, yes, at TexasFootball.com. Programming note, we are off on Monday because it's Memorial Day. You should be off, you should be off too. We're not going to be we're, – we're still going to be working, mm-hmm. but we will not be doing a show on Monday. We will be back Tuesday. Max Matt Stepp was at the Gainesville State 7-on-7 qualifying tournament this past weekend and caught up with one of the coaches of a team we keep hearing about. Mm-hmm. A team that keeps talk to cropping coaches. up when you talk yep. to coaches. The Valley View Eagles. They bring back a lot from last year. Uh, 14 starters from a team that went 10-2 and two and could be on the verge of something big. Alan Casson is the man in charge. Here is Matt Stepp's interview with Valley View coach Alan Casson here on Texas Football Today. 
Matt Stepp with Dave Campbell's Texas Football back here at the Gainesville 707 State Qualifier here at the head coach of the Valley View Eagles, Coach Alan Casson. Uh, coach, uh, thanks for taking a few minutes to chat with us. I know you just got done watching your kids compete in a, in a game and got a win, so I'm sure you're happy about that because anytime the, the Eagles suit up and, and play in the green and white, you want them to win, right? Absolutely. One of the things we want to teach our kids is compete, compete, compete for the rest of their lives no matter what it is. So they got out there and competed today, and that's exactly what we want from them. Now you're the smallest school in this tournament. You actually could play in the Division Three bracket if you chose to, but you're playing in, playing up against some bigger schools. I know you love the competition. It gives you kids your kids a, a good look as you get ready for the season um, at being one of the smaller schools around. So how do you feel like the 7-on-7 competition helps your program overall, especially going against bigger schools? Well, you know, in all honesty, one of the reasons we play up is we want our kids to know they can compete against the best in the state regardless of what it is. And in doing so, it puts that spirit of competition in them and it may give them a little bit more of a fire to show the bigger schools that we can compete as well. And that's what we want our kids to know is that they're as good as anybody in the state as long as they're willing to do the work. You guys have had a great uh, spring sports season. I know you've had a lot of success in, in multiple sports. I'm sure you're very proud of your program. Uh, that causes a few challenges, though, because in, in off season you're sharing a lot of kids. Uh, but that's part of being at a small school. I'm sure you enjoy it quite a bit. I'm how proud of you are the success that you guys have had in the spring sports? Well, we're really excited. I mean, not only on the boys' side, but the girls' side went several rounds deep in softball. We had a really good track program. The boys were state runners up in track. So we've done some really good things this year. The key is, is can we keep the kids motivated throughout the summer to come back stronger than they were last year? And, you know, we're, we're going to do our summer workouts, but we still want the kids to have a lot of fun. So in doing so, we don't want them to be up at school working so much that it becomes a drag, and then when August gets here, they hate life. Yeah, and stuff like this is fun for them too, right? You kind of mix a little bit of a, of hard work with the weight room, have a little fun in seven on seven, lineman challenges, and then ha let them be kids as well, right? Exactly, and we mix our kids up even. You know, in seven on seven, we may have a receiver playing quarterback and a quarterback playing receiver. So we kind of mix it up just to let the kids have fun because we enjoy seven on seven. We enjoy the competition and winning and going to the next level. But more importantly than anything, we want the kids to enjoy each other. And then when they're done, go to somebody's house and swim all afternoon. There you go. Now let's look ahead to 2018. The last couple of years, you guys have, have had some good seasons, uh, won a couple of playoff games, had some success. I know you feel like you guys are knocking on the door to kind of take that next step. From your perspective, what do you feel like needs to be done uh, for your program to take that next step? Do your kids? Is, is there anything that you want to see your kids do this offseason to help take that next step or is it just more about just putting in that hard work and, and trusting in the system well it's a, it's it's honestly a little bit of both i mean the kids have got to want to do it and they've got to want to do the extra work because they've kind of seen some results of their hard work the last few years but we're always stumbling after that by district game so for ourselves to be truly capable of going deeper we have got to be a little more complicated and we've got to be a little bit better at every position we play. So what we're going to do is we are going to sweat the minor things from now on, and that way our kids know that if they make a mistake, we're going to correct that mistake, and then we're going to go on and be better for it each week. But we can't be correcting the small things every week. And, you know, as a coaching staff and even as a teacher, and no matter what you do, we're trying to get better because we can't repeat the same mistake over and over and over and, and be successful. All right, now final question for you. The UIL just recently announced that the state championship games will be back in Arlington in 2018 and 2019. I'm sure wherever the state championship game is being played, if Valley View's in it, you're going to be there and be really a really happy guy. But uh, overall, how do you think the, the, the overall just the – 
I would say that the spectacle that the state championships has become, it's become a great thing for high school football because all the towns kind of come together. It's really become a great thing. How do you feel like it's benefited high school football? Well, I love the venue. I love the layout. I think they run everything really well. The UIL has done an outstanding job of the logistics side of it. So if it's working, I don't see changing it because you have to change not only the games themselves, but you change the logistics of running all that off. So if you have it in one venue, you're just repeating the same thing over. So it's a little bit easier to work out the bugs than it is to go from place to place or, you know, coaches compete for that location. Plus, it's the greatest thing in the world for the kids. Going to other states and talking to people, uh, they're just enamored by Texas football, and we all know that. But the minute they hear you play in AT&T Stadium, they're even more intrigued by what you have to say about it. Maybe we'll see the Valley View Eagles at AT&T Stadium in December. I'm sure it would be a great thing. And uh, good luck the rest of the day with your kids competing. And good luck in 2018. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Matt. There is Alan Casson, head coach, Valley View. A team, again, just write down. Just, like, write down. Because I think this is a team that... that Talking you know, to coaches, again, man. Again, that's the thing. Is that, like, you know, people ask us how we come up with our with our rankings. And a lot of our rankings come from... Obviously, numbers and what you did. Look, the the best predictor of pa- future performance is past performance, mm-hmm. and that that's certainly a big part of it. That said, we talk with coaches because coaches get the, they have their boots on the ground, and we say, "What do you think? What are you thinking about teams? Which teams scare you? Which teams impress you?" And one team that keeps coming up is Valley View, and so keep an eye on them. Keep an eye on Coach Alan Casson squad. We appreciate Coach Casson catching up with Matt Step. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Max, got a couple more minutes to reach into the topic hat real quick. Sure, okay. So we do. It's Friday fun, reaching into the topic hat. Remember, one of these does say... Show ends. No topic, end show. This one feels like a good one. Let's see what this one says. Reaching into the topic hat. Oh, my God, Max. It happened. Well, I got something. Okay. It says anyway. no topic, end of show. So I want to be pointed out that if I were in charge of the show, the show would be ending. So now we go to Max Thompson for a Friday fart around topic. It's quite simple. Yeah. Tomorrow's the Champions League final. Oh, God. Liverpool is playing for their sixth European championship, mm-hmm. the Super Bowl of European soccer. Uh-huh. He's pointing up, to his... Up Jurgen's Mighty Reds. Up uh, he's the... Uh, up the Mighty Reds. That's... You know, you. this is like the second or third time you've said that phrase, and I, I understand it because I watch soccer, but it does sound a little bit like an insult. Up the Reds. Uh, up the Reds. <laughs> up the Reds. Up the Reds. Especially when you do the fist jab. Yeah. Uh, no, I'll probably watch it. I will be a bundle of nerves. What time does what game, time's game kick Central Time? In God's time zone? 145 ish. 145 ish. Fox? Uh, yes. Going to head over to Heim early in the morning for good luck. Oh, going to load up. Travis, get the meats ready. Get the gonna, meats. Going to get the day started right. Drive back from Fort Worth. Get settled. Try not to vomit up all the amazing meat with the nerves uh could you imagine i guess this is the perspective because there's nothing i love more than liverpool there's nothing you love more than the rangers sports wise accurate 
you I, you I've can't already, imagine because you've been, been there. there. I've already been the there. winner go home game. This is it. You will either yeah, leave with a here's, trophy here's, or here's or months will be ruined. You're right, but here's the problem. The problem is that like the only time the Rangers have been in a win the championship or lose the championship game, uh, I didn't watch it because I had already had my uh, entrails um, ripped out the night before. And so I didn't watch it. I still haven't yeah. seen Game 7 of the 2011 yeah. World Series. So um, that is – but, yes, I understand where you're at. And I've definitely been the – only, the only time I feel like I felt like this, and this is very funny, but, like, now in hindsight. But Game 5 of the 2011 ALDS, the Rangers had never won a playoff series. Mm-hmm. They're, in, they're in Tampa Bay. Yeah. they got Cliff Lee yeah. on the mound. Yeah. And I remember wanting to puke in that game. Yep. I remember wanting to puke. Yep. Uh, they ended up winning. Uh, Ian Kinsler skipped down to first base after an awesome eighth inning home run, ninth inning home run to extend the lead. Um, in any case, um, the other, well, the other thing is, and I don't love them as much as I love the Rangers, but QPR has been in a situation like this. That's true. QPR That's was true. in a pl- uh, was in a yeah. promotion uh, playoff final. Yes, and they won thanks to the great Bobby Zamora. Yeah. Here's um, the thing, though, and this is a this is one of your favorite phrases in life: flags fly forever. They sure do. That's not what that is. No, it's that's not. that's it's nice. That's that's nice. It was big. And your work it's a full season's goal. It's big. It's big. It's it's the it's the best I mean realist I mean, you could win the champions like the championship, but like what's even the point of that? It's all just about getting promoted, essentially. Um that was that was as like that was the achievement of a goal right. for the team. Yep. That was the top that they could achieve yeah. realistically. This is uh, this is a lot. Here's the thing. If let me ask you, if they yeah. lose, are you going to be okay? I'm going to be okay, and I was just about to talk about that because because th- for those who don't know, they're playing Real Madrid, and Real Madrid is <laughs> Real Madrid is Cristiano Ronaldo's yeah. team. They're and Real paid Madrid twice is as much. Unbelievable. Yeah, every player on that team makes twice what every player on Liverpool makes. Um, no, and here's why: no one expected, me included, them to be here. Right. Uh, they've taken it to, I know they will take it to them. Like they will just blitz them. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. It's incredible. They made it this far. It's been a fun season. We've already signed like two players for next year that are amazing. So I'm not, I'm not going to be crestfallen. The only way I'll be really annoyed is if you don't get to see it played out, right? If something crazy, something fluky happens, a red card, a bad penalty, a bad penalty or, or, they just don't play well. Yeah, right? if they, if they the, come out and they look flat. But if they come out and take it to them and they lose, what are you gonna do? You're the it's, second best it's team. Real in the Madrid. World. You're the second best team in the world. Right. Like, so that's. I think that's the only way. You know, but it is. It does feel like tomorrow. Like, uh, and I'm handling it well right now. I'll be. It'll be worse. Especially like I don't know if I'm gonna be able to sleep tonight. That's I'm glad I'm not gonna thing. be around you, honestly. But it does feel like a win or lose will booze, right? Yeah. Win or lose, we'll booze. We'll just see what happens. All right. Well, I guess I guess go Liverpool. I don't have the dog in the hunt. I, I would like you to be happy. Yeah. I think my life is better when you're happy. So, <laughs> I appreciate everyone. Matt McSpadden and Corey. You know, we'll all give Max a hug if they the lose. Only thing, the only thing that bothers, Suicide watch for Max. The only thing that bothers me about Liverpool is that they used to be owned by Tom Hicks. That's the only thing that bothers well, me. But yeah, now they aren't. Now they aren't. They they realize they so they, they technically they're still got, a little technically bit, he did so poorly they stole it away from him. It's still a little bit of stain for me, but it's, I, it's all right. I I, I well, want you. It's I, something we can relate on. I want you to be happy. <laughs> I want you to be happy. So go um, Liverpool. 
So yeah, thanks to uh, thanks to all our viewers sending me positive vibes. I appreciate it. Go to hell, the two guys who are complaining about us talking soccer for five minutes on Friday. You can watch another show about football. It's fine. That's going to do it for us before Max offends any more of our viewers. I'm good. Thank <laughs> you for spending part of our day with us. Follow us on Twitter, TZTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Have a great holiday weekend. Please be safe. See us on Tuesday. Vince Young, please get your Player of the Year trophy. We will see you Tuesday on Texas Football Today. 